Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Friday, April 8th, 2022, and this is day 1483 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you above all others. Thank you for being our Abba Father. Thank you for directing our path. Help us, Lord, to trust in you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to be obedient unto you until the end. That we have no regrets. That if we mess up, you've given us a way to get back in your good graces through repentance. And that we will be humble enough to do just that and get back on track. I thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today's message is moving you to introduce you. God is moving you to introduce you somewhere else. And I'll tell you, <laughs> for me, um, I had a, another whole different message. Uh, had it ready yesterday, last night, worked on it. Had a different title, <laughs> same scripture, added a few more. So things have shifted even with this. Um, there's some some people out there that God wants you to know this. Okay, so um, I have no script. The Holy Spirit is always in control. So uh, the script is the word of God. So let, let's get started. Uh, we're talking about how God moves us to introduce us. We're going to start off at Luke chapter 3 verses 1 through 6. Uh, how God prepared John the Baptist and got him ready to introduce him to the world. It says in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Ituria, Antrochonidas and Licinius, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas, Sophias, and Sophias, the word of God came to John. And it says, came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. So John was quite a unique fella. <laughs> um, you know, he wore animal skin, a uh, leather belt. Uh, he ate... Um, was it uh, crickets or grasshoppers? Uh, <laughs> he was his own unique individual, and he was a powerhouse. He would speak the truth to you. You better get your act together right now, or you are going to hell. That's how John, <laughs> he was a mighty prophet of God, and he just told it just like it was. So much so... He told it just like it was to Herod. The, this was an evil family. Herod the Tetrarch 
they were so evil. Uh, they would have you killed uh, if you said the wrong thing. And John told him he didn't care, stood flat-footed and told him, you are sinning. You're, ha you're, you're married to your brother's wife. That is wrong. And, and they couldn't stand it, especially his wife. And his wife set up something when the father, when Tetria, when um, Herod was drunk and uh, asked for his daughter to come in and dance for him and his drunk friends. And after she danced, she did such a magnificent job to him. He said, you can have anything you want up to half of what I have or something like that. I'm sorry, I don't remember it verbatim, but she thought, oh my goodness, let me ask my mama, what I, what should I get? And she asked her mother and her mother said, ask for John the Baptist's head on a platter. Because John, after this, was locked up in prison because of saying what he said to them. So let's, let me go, let me read a few more verses. So John, the word of God came to him. And uh, while he was in the wilderness, in verse 3 says, he went into the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in every mountain and hill made low, the crooked road shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. This was John's assignment. And John jumped right into it. And John was about 30 years old uh, when he was sent into his ministry or introduced to the people. He left the wilderness and went wherever God sent him. And then we go to Luke chapter 3, verse 21. And it says, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. Now, and then it says, and a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Mm. You notice this is one of the passages in the Bible where all three parts of the Trinity of God are present. God the Father, God the Holy Spirit who came upon Jesus in the form of a dove and Jesus. Uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, they are three persons, uh, but one substance. They're co-eternal and co-equal. And this was an amazing um, sight because Jesus could have gone to the high religious officials to get this done. But he chose to go down to the Jordan River 
like where there I'm going to just use this as a saying where there's a ragtag team of people <laughs> his cousin John the Baptist baptizing people in obscure places kind of like where the average person wouldn't go because it just doesn't seem too nice over there <laughs> and there is Jesus and there is John John had just been introduced and now John is introducing Jesus to the world and once that happens John is moved out of the way John has accomplished what God put him here to do now Jesus is on the scene now there was something else that happened prior to this before Jesus was introduced at age 30 to the world he was also introduced in, in to the world uh, at the age of 12. Okay, so um, the way God did this with Jesus, I mean, and I shared this yesterday, how he made this great announcement to when at the birth of Jesus to shepherds that were watching over their flock by night. And... Uh, he sends his angels to let them know about this a wonderful, beautiful, magnificent birth of our Savior. And he told them, and he told a few other people, a handful of people. It wasn't like some big grandiose affair in a palace. It was in a barn. It was... <laughs> And how, how God chooses to introduce us, it is totally going to be against the grain, uh, different than the way the world will do anything. And so after he introduced him as a baby, then he had him dedicated after, I think it's eight days after a child is born, they're named and they're dedicated to God. And he did that through Simeon, who was waiting for this great occasion before it was time for him to go be with the Lord. And he allowed him to see him. And he also allowed Anna to see him, who had lived the rest of her life in the temple of God after her husband died. And she was a widow and she served and prophesied in the temple of God. And God made sure that she too saw Jesus in her old age before going to be with him. And then it was time for them to move on. They were introduced to Jesus and moved on. The shepherds were introduced to Jesus and they were able to move on. When we go to Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 41, let's look there. <clears throat> okay, so this is the midway in Jesus's life, when and how he uh, introduced, how God introduced him. It says, every year, Jesus's parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. So you got to 
think about how they traveled then. It was like a caravan, just large groups of people and they're walking and they're riding on their donkeys or whatever they had, their carriages. So the kids are running back and forth and playing kind of like in a neighborhood. Your kids are running, you know, playing with other kids down at the end of the block. You may be at other end and you know they're safe and doing what they need to do and you're doing what you're doing. And it says in verse 44, thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. And when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So you see, there was this pivotal point also at the age of 12 where God moved him from the crowd to introduce him to um, the people there um, in the temple. They were amazed at his knowledge and his wisdom, but it wasn't quite time yet to be introduced to the world. So we have pivotal points in our lives. Point number one, I'll say this is, I, <laughs> we have these pivotal points in our lives where God uh, will, it, it, like a intermediate, like, uh, yeah, shiftings. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shifts that take place in our lives. Uh, and we may start here at point number one, and uh, God allows us to to get our footing and begin to do what he's called us to do. And then the next shift takes place, point number two, and that could be years later, it could be weeks later, months later, whenever God says it's time and we have to be patient. And when that time comes, that shift is even a greater move. And with each of those moves come greater attacks, okay? <laughs> greater attacks that will come at you uh, because the enemy knows and he sees that you're beginning to take more hold of his territory as God introduces you into uh, areas uh, that are being consumed by the enemy, and, and now God is saying, you're ready to go into this segment of your life's journey. And then, and then another shift will take place, maybe shift number three. And, and it's even greater, but you've learned so much at shift two and one, you're now ready. And, and when those things happen, the attacks, the fiery darts come at you and, you know, you know now you're fully clothed in your armor. You understand what what it's all about now and you understand how to fight the spiritual warfare and, and you don't get as upset in the flesh like you used to and, and become so irritated that you begin to uh, be vindictive. 
no more of that. Uh, you are now at uh, a maturity level as Jesus had gotten uh, when it says he matured, uh, he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man. And that is what God is doing with you. You may be at that third shift and there could be many of these shifts. I'm just using that as an example. And sometimes we might fall backward to shift number two or one and get get back up and get back on track. And, and you don't want to waste time because God has a plan for your life. And every time we go backwards, you got to repeat that over again to get back to where God intended you to be if you get back on track. And the key is when you fall, to get back up and get back on track is, is uh, an awesome thing. To stay down is a very dangerous place to be. So making sure that we do that. And then point number two, God introduces you in a way that he chooses. And as he shifts you <laughs> to the next stage, that shift may not happen in some beautiful, fancy way or place, <laughs> just as it did when Jesus got baptized by John the Baptist in a place that may not have been but a few people there or all the people that there that other people turn their noses up at. And like, oh, these are prostitutes and ex-prisoners and felons and oh my goodness and God is saying these are people I love just like I love you and whoever I put in your pathway to serve and to share the love of God with that is what we must do it's not about what someone looks like about a title it's about being obedient, even while we're working, even while we're having fun, God will put someone in our place or in our space that he may have us to share the love of God with at that moment. So God moves us from one stage to introduce us to the next stage of our lives. And, and, and I didn't share this part, but right after Jesus was introduced after the baptism, he was 30 years old and the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days. And he fasted for 40 days to be tempted by Satan and he overcame. And then he went on to the next phase into ministry. He began to get his disciples together. So don't think it's strange when you go from where God is saying, I've introduced you now. And then all of a sudden you're attacked. That is part of the grooming and preparation process. So go through it just as Jesus did. Trusting Jesus as you go through it. We can't trust in man. They're not going to understand. <laughs> They'll be there to support you, those that, are, that do care about you. They're going to pray for you 
and encourage you. But this journey is for you and you alone. There was nobody else with Jesus. His disciples weren't there then. It was just Jesus by himself going through that wilderness process. And after that wilderness process, he came out and he was ready and he did not waste time. And God is saying, I've moved you, I've introduced you, and do not waste time going about fulfilling the purpose he's given you for this day, this time, in this world <clears throat> history to move forward. So God gave me something that was just really amazing that happened to me yesterday. <clears throat> and um, while doing the last day of our training. Uh, with uh, the teachers and administrators, my colleague and I. And uh, there were a couple of things actually that happened while being there. Um, first, this just came to me, the Holy Spirit just showed me this about my colleague and I, uh, Diane, uh, her husband is a pastor. Uh, they have been such a blessing to us just from she and I training together, getting to know each other. And uh when our church was broken into, uh, and I told her what happened and how T-Zone, you know, lost some things too in the church. And and she got to action, you know, and uh, her church, <clears throat> they took up a love offering for us and, and then brought it to us, $900. What a blessing. And don't know her <clears throat> as well, just coming to know her as we train together. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so day two of our training together was yesterday. And um, she said, while we were waiting on the people and talking, she said, um, I, I have a church that is uh, in Raytown. And <clears throat> if you want to be there, because she knows that we're no longer at our church, that God has shifted and said it's time to move on. And uh, in the way it happened, <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all, for having to keep clearing my throat. The way it happened was not necessarily ideal, uh, but it was God. And after 14 years, God said, it's time to move on. I'm introducing you to another group now. And she said, we've got a church in Raytown. And if you want to use that space to do T-Zone, you're more than welcome to. And I was just blown away. And I'm like, really? She said, yeah. And then after that, let me share the rest. It's just so much. <clears throat> after that, you know, after the day it ended at the last of the day on our day two of training, we always do a circle process and teaching about circles and, and in a restorative justice, circle processes are really important. And I love doing circles. And we're sitting with our group of people. There were about 30 people in the training and each of us had 10. There was another young lady from the company uh, that came in to help do circles. So we had three circles of 10. And God put together the circle that I had, all of us have. But in my group, there was a pastor in the group. Uh, there was a mother. There were mothers. There were, there was a one mother, a woman I knew from years ago at her school who, who lost her own mom and was in mourning. And, and, and so a lot of deep sharing went on. And two of the people in the circle, two men, 
uh, shared because we each shared something about a convert, meaningful conversation that we each had. And one of the men shared about how uh, I shared something in the training that helped him with his child. And he shared that I had no idea and it blessed my heart. And then the second man who was a pastor, didn't know it. He shared, he said, um, you, this training has changed my life. He said, something you said helped me. And uh, it helped me in the relationship with my daughter. It was broken uh, because of some things that were going on. And he said, after something you shared uh, with us in the training, I went and I took my daughter out to dinner and I told her how much I loved her no matter what she chooses to do. And it was not a dry eye in that circle. And then after we got through, you know, everybody's packing up and leaving. It was the last day of the training and he came over to me. We were just chatting and, and I was telling him about I do ministry and been doing it for years. And he said, really? And I said, yeah. And he said, um, can you come to my church and preach on one day? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and he said, let's see what day. And he started looking at the calendar saying, okay, he said, what's the week after Easter? And I looked at my calendar and told him, he said, that's the day I want you to come. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I said, look at God. This is a phase. God, I remember God saying, I'm moving you and uh, to another level. And it is to now take the word of God outside of where I was to other spaces and other places to share that love of Jesus alongside people that are already doing it to enhance to whatever that is. And God's saying it's time. And he doesn't know. He, he just met me. But God ordained all of that. It was blessing after blessing after blessing. And God knows what he is doing. And he's doing the same in your life. It's up to you to recognize it. Once you recognize it and accept it, acknowledging it, and not saying, I'm not good enough, God. I can't do this. Yes, you are. If God said you can, you can do that. So I'm saying to you, uh, my dear friend, Evelyn, I'm saying to you, my daughter, Cheryl, <laughs> glory to God. I'm saying, God is saying to you and many others, oh, don't put yourself down. You have been introduced. God moved you from a certain place and introducing you now to your next mission and it's time to begin. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be your first introduction that will change your life for the good and for eternity. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name. Amen.
Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please uh, check out our website for Transition Zone, tzonekc.org. Learn more about what we're doing in the community to work with our youth and advancing them in workforce skills, life skills, and entrepreneurship. Oh, glory to God and become a partner. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.